In the words of Colin Powell, there are no secrets to success. It is a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Welcome to episode eight. I'm excited to share this episode with you. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. I hope your year is off to a good start. We're starting off the year with a brand new episode, and I'm chatting with Jacqueline Wobu of Munuluchi Magazine. Munuluchi Bride Magazine is the leading wedding magazine and online wedding marketplace, catering to multicultural couples and serving the wedding and events industry. Jackie shares her journey since she launched Manuluji Bride Magazine in 2010, challenges she's faced since the launch of the magazine, advice on how creative entrepreneurs can get their work published, and some do's and don'ts. If you're looking to grow your wedding business by getting more press and features and seeing your work in print or online, you're going to love this podcast. Take a listen. Hi, friends. Welcome to my podcast, Let's Talk About It. My name is Akeshi Akinshaya, party planner, event designer, business coach, author, and founder of Cash Events, and I am your host. Each week, I'm going to bring you conversations about life, business, events, lifestyle, weddings, and everything in between. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, Jackie. Happy New Year. Hello, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Easter. <laughs> happy everything. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Listen, I'm so excited. Like this year started, I feel like today is the 20th of January because like we hit the first like crazy and hard. So right. I am right. so excited. Just with so much excitement, we literally launched so much and there's all these amazing things happening. I'm like, it's only the fourth. I know. And then I have Congratulations you. on all your launches. And then you have my birthday coming up. So, you know. Right? Forget everything. It's your birthday. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I, it, um, I was saying, well, I was sharing and we were talking about it and how this whole podcast thing even happened, right? Like, mm -hmm. you were like, you crazy girl. <laughs> people need to hear you you're so funny in your sweet voice mm. and you need to do a podcast I was like girl nah <laughs> and I'm like okay and then you're like, like oh you yeah by you? the way it's launching on the first I'm like ooh right and, I, and then you're like wait it happened already and then we were like playing around and we're like let's play with names mm -hmm. and let's talk about it came up like bam Simple. I'm like cool so as we're sitting there then I, I bought the domain like right away and then that's what I'm talking about graphic bam and mm -hmm. you know only took me three months to get you on the on the call <laughs> but all this time i've seen my you bad, and bad. we've spent time together and all that stuff but it's happening when it should happen i'm super right, excited right. but first and foremost i know you're so busy thank you so much for doing this oh, i am so pleased. this oh, episode is i mean our, what would our um this discussion is going to be so good I thank literally you. woke up so excited. So we're going to dive Girl, in. But first, thank you for the push. Gassing me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On the side, I do PR. So if you ever need, if you ever need a you know, PR agent, I, I'm available. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for the push. Thank you for 
all that you do. Thank you for your support. This podcast is happening because you you literally pushed me and encouraged me to do it. So thank Aww. you. And thank you, thank You're you, welcome. thank you. You're welcome. Um, and last month, we were in the Bahamas together yes. for your retreat, which yes. was so fun and life-changing and, and all of you. <laughs> have you gotten some rest since the retreat i did you know i did i finally did i slept for like three weeks so now i'm wide awake and ready to rock and roll i mean we're actually gonna announce the next location soon but i guess we'll get to that later um but yeah it was it was good it was you know the energy is always great um Mm -hmm. there's always something new that's learned um the connections were fantastic so yeah it, it was just a wonderful experience it and was i met so many too. Oh, thank you thank you but you know what i i mean i had to pinch myself a few times because i'm like this this time i was last year was great this year you had like you had sheila johnson and preston <laughs> bailey at the in the same room like in the same room it was crazy it, it was, was my christmas we only worked present. on and it then, for like five years <laughs> yeah no pressure though and then of course like a cashier designer a gala for press and I'm like no big deal I'm like Sheila Johnson's actually gonna be sitting here and I'm like so pressing <laughs> actually pressing Bailey that loves flower that literally is flower god the flower god oh, right. I was like oh no pressure <laughs> I know it's crazy it's crazy it's like yeah Cash by the way Preston will be there and Sheila's gonna give him an award and you're like huh what Right. Okay. I'm like, wait, 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 who? So but it was so good. <laughs> it was good and it was a nice way to wrap up the year. Yeah. Um, and just watch the energy, see the energy, um, yeah, the right. education, the connection. Like you're, you're very good at connecting people. If I say, and I can speak to this, if I say, Hey, Jackie, I want to connect more with Lala. You say, hold on. You should talk to this person, this person, <laughs> and this person. And you do it all the time. And not everybody is so willing to help other people grow or, and with no agenda. Like Aww. you're not saying like, oh, if you do, I do this, have an agenda. I'm gonna send you an you invoice. Like after this podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. well, thank you anyway. <laughs> All right, so we have a very, uh, I have, I have a ton of questions for you. So I'm for the sake okay. of everybody listening, I want to make sure I ask everything and just get as much juice out of you. And oh. yeah, so first I want to, t- <laughs> I want to talk about the history of Manolucci. So sure. can you share? A little bit. So first of all, what does Munaluchi stand for? Munaluchi is two African names. And when combined, it means beautiful work of God. That is what we created and came up with that name back in, really back in 2008. Um, and felt like, you know, it totally represented the audience that we were trying to capture, which was basically um, multicultural and Black women. You said 2008, my goodness. And it's 2020. Yeah, you know what? It is 2020. You have to pinch yourself, right? So 12 years. Yes, yes. Because you know what? We started off, well, I mean, to take it back a little bit, we, I was a medical technologist, which is basically laboratory science, just a fancy way to describe laboratory science. So <laughs> I don't know why they call it medical technology, but it's all good. It's so, it's so fancy. Would, yeah. It's right, it sounds good. It's almost like housekeeping is called environmental specialist, like whatever. They 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 jazz it up. I'll take it. Um, but that's what I did, that's what I went to school for. So I came out, I was working in the hospital laboratories, and then I was working at Johnson and Johnson 
um, in a research lab testing red blood cells that are used in the blood bank. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And that, and that's what I did. Then I went to a, um, diagnostic company and was testing autoimmune disease, um, products and things like that. So my background was all surrounded around science because my parents felt that I was to be a doctor. You know, if you're Nigerian, mm -hmm. you're a doctor, lawyer, mm -hmm. engineer, and nursing is okay now. So you're one of those four things and nothing else. So they were like, okay, well, Jackie's going to be the doctor. So my field was always in science, but I always loved business and I loved creativity. You know, I, I used mm -hmm. to draw when I was younger. I, I got accepted into an art school. Of course, I didn't go because my dad was like, nope. Um, <laughs> but I had that creative background and that creative side and I loved business and I just couldn't go that path because I was going the science path. Hmm. And then my husband, he was a network engineer. So he worked on routers and that kind of thing. That was his background. I and did not know that picked... about both of you Yeah. Guys. Oh, you didn't know. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad friend. Okay. So I have to go do more drinking. That means we need to spend more time together. Okay. Right, right, right. You need to come to Jersey. Okay. I am. Like maybe in the spring. Um, but yeah, so he was a network analyst. So these are wow. our backgrounds. We have nothing to do with the wedding industry. We have nothing to do with business, but we got married. Um, shortly after we got married, uh, Chike picked up a camera and said he wanted to, you know, he loved photography. He had a creative side too. And I said, okay, well, you know, let's get a camera. So we bought a camera. He booked a wedding. It was his friend's wedding. They paid him $500. Oh and my that God. was like, that was huge. We're like $500 cash, like side money. Okay, let's go. So from there, he shot his friend's wedding, did a fantastic job, taught himself how to use the camera. He's mm. a Nikon shooter. Like everything was self-taught. From his friend's wedding, he booked another wedding. From that, he booked another wedding. So now I jumped in to be his second shooter. So he oh was shooting. Yes, I was a photographer. Can you believe it? He was shoot. Yeah. And then I was second shoot. I would get like the bride getting ready. I would get all the details, you know, the tables, I would ma basically follow the bride around. That and then he would, right, he would edit the photos, and I would do the albums. So I would touch base with the bride, we would select the pictures <clears> to go in the album, I would lay out the album, order it, so on and so forth. We were a team. So wow. mind you, we had our full time jobs. Then we also had a two year old at the time when we started. And then I was pregnant with my son, with my second born at the same time we were doing all this. So our first year doing um, weddings, we said our goal would be to shoot 10 weddings. And we shot 10 weddings. I mean, all of them were our friends, except for like two or three. But we traveled all over the world. We did a wedding in Nigeria. We went to um, oh, wow. Italy. We went, you know, like we, we, we traveled. Um, and it was great. It was a great gig. It was a great side gig. But in the process of having all these weddings that we shot, we started getting to the point where we're like, why, how come there's no magazine that showcases all these weddings? Mm. Because you know how it is in the Nigerian community. Every weekend, starting from April, there's going to be a wedding or a mm. wakekeeping every mm -hmm. weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> wedding somebody's getting married yeah. or somebody's dying. Like that's what's going to happen every weekend from April until the end of the year. Um so we're like, all these weddings are happening all the time, but the wedding magazines don't showcase any of our weddings. And even yeah. when we got married, we didn't notice that 
because mm. as black people, especially black women, we're conditioned to see ourselves in other people. That's just mm. how we're conditioned. Like you look at New York Fashion Week, you look at the runway, you don't see black models, but you can mm. say that'll look cute on me, you know? So we mm. never thought mm -hmm. about it until we started shooting and we're like, there's got to be something. Maybe we just don't know about it because we're not familiar with the industry. So we started Googling, looking it up. We found nothing. Wow. And it was at that point we said, you know, it was originally Munaluchi Studios. That was our photography company. We said, okay, well, you know, we're going to start Munaluchi Bridal Magazine. And that's how we got to the point of registering the company. It was uh, May of 2009 when we registered our LLC. So wow. we're, we're about to, <laughs> it's, you know, it's been, it's been a decade. Um, and oh we goodness. registered the company. We started researching how to start a magazine. There was all kinds of stuff online about, you know, you need like 250,000 um, capital. You need this, oh my you God. need that. And all of those things were actually true, but we were like, no, you don't need that. All we need, we need some pictures. We got to lay it out. You know, mm -hmm. like that's how we looked at it. So we bought software, we bought InDesign. So I taught myself how to use InDesign. I was just going to ask if you had graphic, a graphic background, because you're coming from medical. No, I took wow. not one graphic design class in my whole life. Wow. The only time I ever learned graphic design was when I bought InDesign and I went on lynda.com. And I took tutorials on how to use InDesign. I had no training. So, that's and that's what I did. I, I learned how to use it. And, you know, when you're designing a photo album for a bride, you start off with a blank white screen and you mm -hmm. start laying it out. You do, you know, getting ready. You pick pictures and you kind of put, put them together and you have a book. It's mm -hmm. pretty much the same thing with a magazine. At least that's how I looked at it. So I said, I can do this. If I do albums, I can do a magazine. So we started putting it together. We started coming up with the sections and what we were going to feature. Of course, every wedding in the first issue was the ones that we shot because right. <laughs> we didn't know. Use your content I mean, first. Yeah. You know, like we didn't know anybody. There was nobody that was going to send their wedding to us to a magazine that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So we put all of our weddings in there. We, we were giving people ads. We were calling people up. Some of my friends that over the um, New Year's, I had a friend come over and we've been friends for... 11 years now, we met because of the magazine. I found her on Facebook and I said, hey, you've got this planning company. I'm launching a magazine. I'm going to create an ad for you. Send me a picture. That's how wow. we met. So we put all the ads in there. We laid the first magazine out. We thought it was going to be like 100 pages from 100. It went to 150. You know, from 150, we ended up at 208 pages of content. Wow. For the very first magazine. Mm-hmm. It was 208 pages. And you know, now that we had this file of a magazine laid out, we're like, okay, we got to get it printed. Mm. I'm telling you, Google, Google was our best friend. So we Googled how to print a magazine and we came up with all this stuff and started looking at printers, found this fantastic printer out in Austin, Texas. And they were just so, they were a small company like us. So they had a lot of patience mm. for people like me who knew nothing about what I was doing. I didn't even right. know what CNYK was. I was like, CNY, what? <laughs> I have to do, what do you want me to do? I have to change the files from RG, what? You know, it was crazy. So they kind of sat on the phone with me. They'll tell me how to convert the files. They'll tell me how to prep the file to send it for printing. Wow. How to put a bleed, you know, what, what size the bleed had to be, so on and so forth, how to export. And we got this whole file put together, sent it to this printer, and printed 10,000 copies. 
of our first issue. Uh, who knew? It was called Premier Issue 2009. The actual cover for the first issue was shot in our living room. What month? That's how. This okay. So this was. I would say we printed. We sent everything to print September 2009. Hmm. Yeah, September wow. 2009, and we printed them and shipped them to our house. So our entire <laughs> ten thousand garage. Yeah, we had pallets in the garage, so we had both sides of the garage were filled with this magazine that we felt like it's over, like we're about to kill it. And then you're we're like, gonna what the sell out. What do I do now? <laughs> right. So th we got the magazines and we're like, it's on. <laughs> I mean, hmm. we're celebrating. We're popping bottles. Like, look, we did it. Like, <laughs> it's about to be over. Okay, so let's start selling it. So I remember it was around, yeah, because we got them September. Nigerian Day Parade was October. We said, we're basically going to sell out at the parade. <laughs> so we, wow. took, we took magazines to the Nigerian Day Parade and sold like two copies. <laughs> well, that's smart. And that's, I was begging. <laughs> like, please, please. How much was a magazine? Was, it was $10. It was 10 bucks. And we, that was like begging, like, please just take one. Come on. Yeah. Um, $10. So that didn't work. Just buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's only 10 bucks. Like, come on, support. Like we're, you know, we're trying to do something for the right. community. And um, you have 9,800 so left. Yes. That <laughs> didn't work. So we're like, okay, we're going to go to the mall. We're going to, we're going to set up a kiosk at Cherry Hill Mall. You know, those annoying people when you go to the mall and they're like, mm -hmm. let me see your nails. I have this like diamond dust that's going to make your nails or whatever. <laughs> or the one which we were this to make your skin glow. Yeah, right exactly one. and you're like no i'm not interested um so we were going to be those annoying people that didn't work so then we said okay we're going to call every store like we're calling walgreens we're calling wegmans we're calling barnes and noble and we called like every store in the area and said we've got this great magazine this is something new it's needed in the industry blah 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 blah, blah. and every single one of them would be like okay send me a copy so we would mail a copy to them with this whole long letter and they'll be like, you know, your magazine's beautiful and everything, but who's your distributor? Everybody kept saying the same thing. Me and Chica are like, what's this whole thing about distributors? Like, what are you guys talking We are the distributor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, we are the distributor. What do you mean, who's your distributor? No, it turns out what we found out was that you can't just get your publication, even your book, into a Barnes & Noble if it doesn't go through, you know, a reputable distribution company. Wow. So now we're like, darn it. Remember, both garages are filled. The cars are parked outside. It's getting cold. Wow. Um, and we have two kids now in a car seat because now I had, I had my son. So I had the two-year-old, a newborn. And then, you know, shortly after that was pregnant with my third <laughs> when he was four months old. So yeah, there was a lot going on. So now we're like, Okay, so we got to get a distributor. We started Googling distributors. We found this one guy, called him up. He's like, yeah, well, you know, you, you have to have a distribution company, but I can I can give you consulting and it's going to cost like 3K. We were just like, I'm paying you $3,000 to tell me about distribution. Luckily, the guy sent us an email. I don't know why he did. He sent us an email and it had a list of a whole bunch of distributors, like wow. a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet, first name, last name phone number, location. So we just started calling these distribution companies. We called um, Cable, we called Meredith, all these companies. And the top three distribution companies that we actually applied for accepted us. 
So what we found out was you have to apply for distribution. It's not just call them and they're going to distribute. You go through an application process. Wow. And they can take six months to get back to you. And if they don't accept you, you can't apply again for like another six months. So we were just like, I can't believe this. We got all these magazines here. We got to sell these magazines. Um, we applied. The top three distribution companies accepted us. Wow. So we were good. So we said, okay, which one are we going to go with? We picked, you know, cable distribution. That's the one that we thought was going to be best for us. We're in the Northeast. And they were like, okay, so, you know, we're going to start doing some marketing for your, for your brand. We're going to start reaching out to the retailers to see if they want to pick up your publication. We were like, you don't even have to do that because we've got 10,000 copies right here. <laughs> like, right we, in my garage. we did all the work. Yeah. So I remember very clearly the guy on the phone from the distribution company saying, you have what? We're like, we have 10,000 copies already. We did, we did all that. Like, we're good to go. Barnes and Noble said the magazine is great. Everybody said it's great. They said, but who told you to print 10,000 copies of a magazine that nobody's heard of? And we were like, nobody. Me? <laughs> I mean, what's the problem? He said, well, you, that, he's like, that just wasn't smart because first you get distribution. After you get distribution, then you get orders. Maybe they place an order for a thousand copies to start. Then that's what you print. But not 10, you know, like that. No, you don't print 10,000 copies. You don't know if anybody wants to buy it oh from you God. or even sell it. And so we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So we were like, all right, no, no problem. We're good. We're good. We're going to keep on. We're going to keep working this. We're going to keep on trying to sell it. Um, we will sell little copies here and there. Then we, this is when we were actually leaving to go shoot a wedding in Nigeria mm -hmm. for a friend. So we had a connection in London. And in the process of getting to London, mind you, at this time, Chika and I, for the first time, started saying to ourselves, okay, maybe we kind of made a mistake. Because before then, you just couldn't tell. We just felt so strongly that what we were doing was needed and it was just going to take off. But we said, okay, maybe, you know, maybe we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we get to London. We have a layover. And just randomly checking email during a layover, we get an email from the girl that works at cable at the distribution company, she says, look, I have great, great news. You know, um, we actually got some orders in, so I'm going to send you this link. It'll show you the orders and we're going to need to come and pick up the magazines ASAP so that we can get them to, um, the retailers. Mm -hmm. So Chica and I are like, all right, that's cool. You know, we click on the link. It's a spreadsheet. You scroll, 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 scroll. 9,600 copies were ordered. Wow. 9,600 copies were ordered what? of a magazine that they told us that there's no way we're going to get orders in because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. So me and Chica are like, what? So our brother, he lives close to us. We told him like, you know, we're on our way to Nigeria. The, the, you know, all the magazines basically have been ordered. Um, you know, we need you to get the garage open so that they can come. <laughs> the truck came. They took the pallets out of the garage. And January 5th, 2010, our magazines were at Barnes and Noble on sale. Wow. That is amazing. Yep. And, and that's, and that's how it started. So from, from that point, um, yeah, we're actually hitting 10 years. What? Tomorrow. That's, yep. that's we're major. In 10 years tomorrow. So was there ever a point? Um, oh, sorry. Was there ever a point no, where, um, when you, well, you felt defeated, like, okay, this was a, this was a, this was a mistake. Let's just go home and just burn these copies? Like, what, what are we even doing? 
Well, I mean, there was a point where we felt we made a mistake, but we we always we always felt like there there has to be a way. There has to be a way because I, you know, Chica and I both strongly believe that, you know, there are things that you are put through in life for a reason. Absolutely. And there are things that line up in a certain way that you cannot possibly explain. Remember, I came from a science background, so I can be very analytical, like science and a statistic minor, mm-hmm. you know, I can be very an- over analytical. So there, but there are certain things that in that has happened in my life that I will never be able to explain. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make logical sense. So for me, I believe those things happen for a reason. There's, there's, there's an end game here. So we always felt like, how did we get to a point where we just picked up a camera, we're taking casual wedding pictures here and there to launching a magazine with no experience learning, like InDesign is not really that easy to learn. Learning InDesign software, figuring out how to get sales, putting a website together, printing a magazine, getting enough money to print it, getting distribution with cable. I mean, cable has now gone out of business, but that was a major distribution company. Like, how do you how do you get your magazine into Barnes and Noble? Is sitting in Barnes and Noble all throughout the country, major and international locations. Like, we can't. So we always felt like there are times where you're like, yeah, this something isn't working out. But there there has to be another plan. As um, you know, you have to have faith that something is going to work out for sure in the end. I have to have faith. So since 2009, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's changed mm-hmm. tremendously. But how has the well, first of all, first part, how was the reaction when the magazine went out? I'm sure, did you guys go home and just drink down a bottle of champagne or how baby? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the thing is, when we first did our, our, our cover shoot in the living room and we printed, we made, um, we did a, a mock-up. We did like a cover mock-up and we made, back then they didn't have Facebook pages. They had Facebook groups. And so we made a Facebook group. And we put the um the mock-up cover there and people were just like, oh my gosh, this magazine, where can I get it? Where can I get wow. it? This was before we actually printed it. That was kind of like the push where we felt, oh my gosh, so many people are on board with this and they, they want to know where to get it. Like we really have to make this work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, So then when we actually printed the magazine, this was before we went, before we got distribution, we used to go to the stores, put it on the newsstand, snap a picture, then take it back and go home and look at it. Like, look. That's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, gotta, you have to market it. You have it. to envision it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to envision that is so genius. It. We'll go to Walgreens and put it on there, <laughs> you know, put it on there next to L and snap a picture and then come back home and look at it. <gasps> wow. wow. Can you oh imagine if this God. could happen someday? Wow. <laughs> you know? Um, so when we actually finally got on the newsstands, I remember going to my local shop right for grocery shopping and seeing the magazine there. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that moment. This has really happened. Yeah. But the picture was created, you know, like we saw it, we visualized Mm. it. um, We said, this is how it needs to look. And then it happened. Sometimes you have to create that opportunity. You have to visualize it Mm. in your head. You have to say, how do I want to see myself? I know I'm not there, but how do I want to see myself? For sure. And picture yourself there so that you, you know, it gets you there faster. Yeah, create that vision. Mm-hmm. So how has the industry yeah. changed since 2009? Wow. Well, 2009, I don't even know what the industry was like. 2010, when we finally went on sale, there were no magazines that showcased Black women on the cover. 
That is um, insane. Like especially imagine. for weddings. Yeah. Right. Especially for weddings. Um, when it came to just the regular fashion and lifestyle magazines, they hardly were doing that as well. Um, so the industry has changed tremendously. I mean, from the time we, you know, we started off with just the magazine from the magazine, we had our blog and we had our website where we were showcasing weddings and engagement sessions and different stories. Mm -hmm. This is pre Pinterest, pre Instagram. Instagram was in such, everything was in such infancy. So the only thing we were really using was Facebook as far as social media. Yeah. Um, so everything that we did, right. Everything we did back then was from the ground up. It was word of mouth marketing. It was, you know, trying to get the word out through actual people and things like that. Little, little meetups that we would do here and there. Um, so that's what marketing, I mean, marketing back in 2010 versus marketing now is 100%. Oh different, my gosh. So different. You know? So, yeah. right. So 2012, that's when we started with the Muna Coterie. That's when we said, okay, we have all these brides and grooms that are flocking to our platform. They're looking for vendors and they can't find vendors that look like them. Mm. And it doesn't mean that any vendor can't help you, but there's something about someone who you have something in common with. That's just common psychology. Um, you're a black girl. You just want a makeup artist that you know can handle your skin tone or your skin texture or you know whatever is happening in your situation. So now we got to that point in 2012 where brides and grooms were like, you know, I'm in Seattle and I need a makeup artist. Do you have any recommendations? Mm. How did you find a, a black makeup artist back then? You, I mean, you couldn't Google, nobody listed yeah, themselves as no black hashtag. makeup artists. Yeah, like, either. There were, there were no hashtags. Like there, none of that existed. How do you actually, how do you find that? You know? So back then, a lot of um a lot of our couples didn't even know they could hire black professionals that's the truth yeah. because there was that myth that if you're hiring someone who is of color you know the quality is not going to be the same um it, you know you're not going to get exactly what you're looking for that was the mm -hmm. myth then because there was no example to show what black people are actually doing wow. you know so we said let's create the example let's start the coterie let's start showcasing these vendors that we know of to these brides that are looking for them and just, you know, we just want to put people together so that everybody can be successful in whatever it is that they're trying to do. Wow. So that, so that was 2012. And from there, you know, the industry, the, as far as the multicultural wedding industry kind of started to grow, it, it started to flourish. It started to really, really pick up. People started recognizing the talents that are in this industry and, and the fact that, you know, they even have an opportunity to be in the industry in the capacity of some of the people that they've been looking up. To. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot has a lot has changed and a lot has been done to cultivate it. And I think um, it's all been for the best. I mean, most of it has to do with what your mission and what you guys have relentlessly done throughout the years for mm -hmm. a decade, just pushing and making sure like black vendors are seen as as talented and professional and just as mm -hmm. talented as the next person you know and, right, and just right. giving us courage to be the best and mm -hmm. and and also while mm -hmm. also um focusing on quality because you're not just saying hey yeah like, you're like you want to showcase quality professional vendors that are that are often overlooked or 
you know, right, right, feel right. like they're not worthy or, you know, and you know how the mm-hmm. industry, it's a constant battle thing. Yeah. Thankfully, because of what you're doing and the magazine is doing, um, we feel more confident. Like, you know what? We are good. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And, right. and mm-hmm. you, you don't feel intimidated or in for everybody, you know, listening, this is, and that's why I wanted to bring you on and really share because I don't think a lot of people understand what you go through for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you guys go through a lot yeah. and, and you've, you've held true to what you guys, your, your initial mission hasn't changed was to keep showcasing, right. keep showcasing, keep encouraging, keep promoting and it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you continue to do that even, even when it's not appreciated, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right, right. And our, our goal is not, hasn't been to, to get a pat on the back. You know, I don't, I, I can get that from my family. Right. Like I, I can get what I need as far as nurturing and things like that from, from my children, from my husband, from my parents, from my family. Like that's where I get that from. I don't need a pat on the back from the industry. Yeah. What I need is for the industry to be recognized yeah. and I need for people to succeed in their businesses mm. and for them to make the connections they need and for these couples to find the vendors that they're looking for. And, and we're good mm-hmm. when that happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that, amazing. That's, that's always been the, that's mission. amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And it's a tough one, but amazing. Like what you do is it not is, Cause you know, the thing, the thing about being, getting into the publishing industry is we didn't, you know, I always say if we knew exactly what it took we'd probably be like you know what let me just go apply for that phd program <laughs> the doctor after all <laughs> right like i was about to go to graduate school like we, we could have been like we would have been okay you know when i actually left my job i was in the process of getting a promotion i'm like sorry i have a magazine and i'm leaving they're like oh, what <laughs> i mean, they were very happy for me and till this day they still follow what i'm wow. doing but you know it's a lot of work you know and we came into the publishing industry at a time where you know, Munaluchi was basically the magazine that was pointing out what the industry was not doing purposely. They didn't have to showcase our weddings because either way, we were still purchasing their product. Because, yeah. you know, as they say, the black black people are the number one consumer. Mm. So they didn't have to show, they didn't have to put a black girl on the cover because what? You're still going to buy that magazine. That is so interesting. We don't have to, we don't have to highlight, highlight black vendors because at the end of the day, you're still going to sign up with, for this platform. With the number one consumer. So we... We are, the, we are the number one consumer wow. and many people's business model is built off of the fact that black people, no matter what, they're going to consume something. Look at the beauty industry. Mm. If you look at the big giants in the beauty industry, those, those companies are hardly owned by black people, right? Black women. Meanwhile, mm. black women are the ones that are powering the beauty wow. industry. So we came into the industry at a time where we were basically pointing out that you, 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 and you are not showcasing diversity. And we are here to showcase diversity. So as you can imagine, there, you know, while we're doing all of this stuff on the front ends, behind the scene, there's all kinds of attacks mm-hmm. going on. For instance, one of our biggest advertisers early on was Target. Mm-hmm. So we were able to secure Target as an advertiser for Munaluchi in the mm-hmm. early days until there was a really, really nice rep at Target who just happened to nicely tell us the reason that they're pulling out of advertising with us is because XYZ Magazine, I'm not going to name them, but a really, really big wedding publication, 
told them specifically, you don't have to advertise in Munaluchi because 40% of our market are black girls. Wow. You can get more of them with us. So why advertise with them when they have a portion when you can get more with mm. us? And this is what they told us. Target said, you know, so people higher up, the girl was a rep. So she's like, the higher ups have decided that, you know, they're going to focus their advertising budget with XYZ magazine. Mm. So now here we are, we're trying to push out a product. We're trying to print a magazine. We're trying to, you know, highlight black vendors. We're trying to make a living. And now our biggest advertiser is not coming anymore because the publications that doesn't showcase us says, yeah, we have 40% of that audience. So there was a lot of work that had to be done behind the scenes to make sure that on the front end, we can still continue to uplift, support, and highlight the multicultural community. And, you know, that's just business. Yeah. You, you live and you learn. But that is you know? insane. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I was looking at the, 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 things, the things that happen. Yeah, I was going to ask you challenges you face, but <laughs> you just told me that's one of them. <laughs> and I'm sure over 10 years, there's been so many. But you continue... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the biggest challenge with with black businesses in this country is, you know, as a black business, it's very difficult to get funding. Mm. You know, a venture, a venture capitalist is not going to ride out of the block fund a black company. It's just, you know, it is what yeah. it is. This is just what happens in Silicon Valley. Um, so everything that we did was we had no funding. We did everything based on savings, <laughs> um, creativity evolution you know evolving as a brand coming up with this coming up with that but there was no funding and you know sometimes you sit down and watch shark tank and i'm like i gotta turn this off <laughs> you see some of these companies that come on shark tank i'm like you built a what yeah. and they gave you right. how much <laughs> you know like wait a minute they gave you xyz for for that crap right <laughs> but hey wow. this is this is the world that we live in so we as long as we understand that we have you know, building a community is not an easy thing to not do. Um, but you have to find ways to evolve and sustain yourself yeah. so that you can still stay relevant for your community. Wow. That's, I mean, that motivates me because, you know, sometimes I'm sure there are many times in between where you're like, you know, screw this. <laughs> why, why mm -hmm. am I even trying? Mm -hmm. But you keep, I mean, you, you're right. going and you keep, um, for, forgiving you you know you guys are so generous and i am speaking even myself throughout the years you know when i first started my business mm -hmm, i got like mm -hmm. a big hug from you guys and you guys literally like akashi you mm -hmm. love what you're doing in chicago la, la, la. my first my first one of my first weddings were was in print we had this wedding mm -hmm. way back then was that the new orleans one it was the masquerade uh, uh chicago but it was masquerade theme you know it was an nfl uh nfl player oh yeah i remember yeah, that wedding and, i remember that wedding uh, she had a gorgeous ball gown they had a mask on yeah it yeah was nice. was was fantastic. oh my god mike and heaven love them to death but they also <laughs> love the magazine and they love the feature and what the magazines that's for. awesome so and just kind of going back to like okay so i know like a lot of magazines have have folded Stay Mm -hmm, keeping have. a print magazine now oh, that journey has been challenging some people literally have not made it and they've had to call it quits um how right, have you guys right. how have you been able to sustain and grow even with magazines calling it quits yeah that's that's a big one because 
one of the biggest joys for us was being able to go to our local Barnes and Noble in Morristown and seeing the magazine on a newsstand, mm -hmm. you know, um, the problem that many public, I mean, you have the big publications like teen and, you know, Martha Stewart going down to one copy, which would probably end up, you know, not printing at all, but the big ones, the Condé Nast brands are even shutting down. So then imagine a small publisher like us, right? This is a husband and wife team in South Jersey, you know, not a huge uh, conglomerate like Condé Nast trying to sustain newsstand space. Um, the thing we didn't know about the newsstand industry is that it's a very, very brutal industry. Um, a lot of publications are folding because the way that distribution is set up is not set up in a way for you to succeed, mm. you know, um, getting your magazine on a newsstand, even with books, like some people that want to be publishers and write books, that book is a marketing tool. It's not necessarily that not you're going to write the book and now. you're going to get a mm -hmm. book deal. Right. Like you're not going to get a book deal like Michelle right. Obama. Okay. <laughs> That's a different story. Like they're paying her to write the book and she's making all kinds of royalties. Mm -hmm. Most self book publishers and magazine publishers are, are using their funds to put that out and then putting that on a newsstand, hoping that they get some kind of return. It takes a lot to get a return from a newsstand sale. Wow. So the problem with the newsstand for us was, first of all, our, our distributor cable distribution went out of business right in the middle. This was, um, I think it was 2015. It was the magazine that had, it was a beauty cover um, that Amy Anias shot. Love her. And mm -hmm. we sent our magazines out, did all the things we had to do, sent it out to be on newsstands and cable distribution went out of business. Till this day, we have no idea where those oh magazines are. Totally gone, disappeared. Wow. Never made it to the newsstand. They could be in a truck. They could have been shredded. Who knows? But that's the nature no of the industry. Once you send it out there. No, yes. no, Oof. nope. We got an email and the email was just like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, that cable is no longer in business, so on and so forth. Okay, so where are the magazines? Like we're actually going on sale. People are saying we can't find it. Yeah, you can't find it because they never put wow. them out. You know, so we were like, okay, we had an option. We had a couple of options. One, we can get with another distribution company. We can get that process started over again. We looked into another one. And it was the same thing where, you know, sometimes you can send your magazines and you send your magazines, let's say you're sending a thousand magazines to, you know, the Barnes and Noble in somewhere downtown Chicago, but they never make it off the truck. <laughs> so now your magazine, yeah, they, why? I don't know. So now people are looking for your publication. They can't find it because the person who was supposed to take it off the truck never took it off. Wow. Or maybe they took it off the truck. And it's sitting in the back room and they never put it on the newsstand. What do you do? There were some, there were some situ yeah, there were some situations where like in, in uh, there's a very big DC Barnes and Noble, um, where someone I remember was Lurkia. She sent an email and said she had to go to the Barnes and Noble and tell them it is at this store. It's always been at this store. And somebody had to go in the back and bring it out. You're kidding. I'm dead serious. And, and there's nothing you can do about it. So the way that the newsstand works, the distribution company does extremely well. They take more than half of your um, magazine wow. sale. Um, after they take after they take more than half, they only pay you about 15% of whatever mm. you sell 180 days after you go off sale. So much out of your control. Right? So so much out of your control. So you get to a point where you're like, 
is it mm -hmm. worth it? I can't get my I can't get my product to the people who mm -hmm. want it. You've not you've done the work because I can't control the distribution yeah. company. You've done the hard right. work. You've done the layouts. You've so, done you've, you've done the pictures. You've done mm -hmm. the interviews. You've done your part. Now they have to do theirs. And it's you've happen. done your part, and then people people can't find it because of the inefficiency of a distribution wow. company that we're at the mercy of. So we decided. And it was a very hard decision because we said, if we take it off newsstands, like, what's that going to mean? What is that going to look like? How is it going to be perceived? You know, it, it's, it was, it was something that we were so proud of, but we had to, we made a decision and we said, I think it was yeah, 2017. We said that we we're taking it off newsstands and we will be, you can purchase it if you want from our website, um, or you can get it for free digitally. And honestly, we adopted that model back actually 2016 we adopted that model and ever since then our sales have just skyrocketed like everything has been absolutely amazing so i think that people in their businesses no matter what kind of what kind of business that you're in you have to understand at what point you need to pivot mm. at what point you know at what point do you need to pivot you can't stay in one place like if you're playing basketball you can't mm -hmm. just stay in one place you got your pivot foot you put your keep your foot down and you pivot you yeah. turn this way you yeah. turn that way you make a decision you're taking a jump shot you're passing the ball whatever it is that you're going to do you have to pivot you got to mm. move if you don't you won't be successful in business you can't do the same thing yeah. all the time and think it's going to work if that was the case blockbuster mm. would still be here <laughs> remember blockbuster <laughs> I used to have a blockbuster, blockbuster. I probably have a blockbuster movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, I probably have one I haven't returned. Blockbuster, the problem with Blockbuster is that Blockbuster felt like they will never go down. Like, yeah. no way. Until Netflix mm. came around. Blockbuster, if they were smart and they pivoted, after Netflix came around, not even, it wasn't even Netflix, it was Redbox. Red there was that Redbox thing where you yeah. go in, you can go grocery shopping, you can go put a little thing and get your movie out, go and return it easily. There was that, then there was Netflix. But if Blockbuster was smart, they would have said, okay, either one, I'm going to acquire one mm. of these companies. That's one. Or two, I'm going to launch my own because my audience is 100 mm. times bigger. Got to pivot. Yeah. I'll drown them. Right? You got to pivot. So we, we've always been in a situation where we, you know, you have to feel what's going on. Like, generations the generation of 2010 is different from what's happening now now we're looking at gen z like that's our that's the market that we're really pushing ourselves to because that's who's going to be getting married in the next five mm. years you know yeah. throughout the next five years but if you're not if you don't have a pulse on the industry that you're in and understand where right. things are going and mm. pivot you, you can't you can't sustain mm. your business wow that's such great advice for anyone, whether it's magazine or you mm -hmm. have to pivot. You and you have to pay attention to what's where we're headed. Because I think a lot of times, like you said, right. we're so focused and maybe over it might be ego or something. Um, on, mm -hmm. but I'm here mm -hmm. now. Okay, but what's coming at you, right. <laughs> and how are you going to survive then when it does? Because it's coming. And the thing, and the thing is, like ego. Ego is what gets in the way of people being mm. successful in their businesses. If we had ego, we would have said, "Now nah, we're going to keep it on newsstand because we don't, we, we had to let it go. Mm. It, it hurt. It was like, oh man, I don't want to do that. But you know what? It was the best thing mm. we could have done after we go digital and then we do our, you know, our current model, then look what happens to Martha Stewart, mm. you know, then you get the news about Style Me Pretty. So we were like, okay, well, we were way ahead of the yeah. curve. We've been doing this for a long time. Now the teen magazine went digital. 
you know, and it just, it keeps going on and on. There's more that's going to follow suit, but you have to change with the times and you have to give people content in the way that they're consuming. Wow. It. That's so amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm so inspired just hearing it. And I, I honestly, I didn't know half of the stuff you just told me. I thought we were, I thought we were besties, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm starting to like our relationship and that's on my part. I agree. <laughs> but it's so much because sometimes we, we get down, like you could say, and if you feel like what you're doing, this model doesn't work, you pivot and then you adapt and you mm -hmm. try something new and you get out of your way. Right. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the second part mm -hmm. of our interview, mm -hmm. we can do this all day. So I have to bring you back. About okay. <laughs> a lot of the the creatives I coach and anybody, you know, everyone out there, you know, there's, we want to get featured. We want to get press. We want to get, there's something mm -hmm. about seeing your work in print that, or digital mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. or a blog that just, you know, gives you a boost. Um, it's great for the clients, right. but just right. seeing your work on paper in a national magazine or local, it's just... Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I've arrived. Because <laughs> that's probably how I feel. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, my absolutely. gosh, my wedding is on paper. And somewhere <laughs> outside of Chicago, somebody can look at this. I have copies of every mm -hmm. magazine, literally. with And I have all my Monolucci features. Uh, and there's, you know, it does do something for you. But, it, you know, it really does take your business to that next level and add value and right. credibility to your work. So I want to talk a little bit about submissions and I'm sure some people are doing it all wrong because I'll get a question and say, well, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do I get press? I'm like, okay, well, let's go back <laughs> and let's kind of walk through right, a few steps. So right. we know getting your work um, can boost your business. I know it did for mine. Thanks to you mm -hmm. guys. Um, so Aww. first of all, uh -huh. well, the thing, the thing about submissions is, um, you know, people need to be published somewhere in some mm -hmm. form because it provides a level of visibility that you can't do possibly by mm -hmm. yourself. Um, so being published is important. And the, the truth of the matter is the audience that you're looking for are people who aren't even in a relationship. Like you're marketing to people who are just casually looking at a magazine. They might not even be in a serious mm -hmm. relationship or even if they're in a relationship, they're not engaged. You're marketing to everyone. You're marketing to current people who are engaged and you're marketing to people who are going to mm -hmm. get engaged. So you never know when that person is going to come across your work. That's why, that's why getting published is so important. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing I tell people first is um, with, with your brand, you have to understand who your brand is, what your brand is about, and what type of clientele you want mm. to attract. Everyone cannot do luxury. Luxury is a niche market. And luxury, multicultural, is a niche within right. a niche. It's not going to be mm -hmm. for everybody. Like, mm -hmm. that's the truth of the matter. So everyone can't be branded as luxury XYZ person. Because what does that really mean? Um, and are you actually portraying that? You have to understand who your brand is. And once you understand your brand, you will know where it is that you want to be mm. featured. The biggest problem that people have is that they send their content everywhere thinking, I'm just going to send it everywhere and somebody's going to pick it up. That's a, that's a wasted energy. One. Yeah. It's a wasted energy. Don't send your content to rock and roll bride <laughs> if that's not the type of audience that yeah. you're going for. It makes no sense, you know, and vice versa. If you're, if you're into, you know, that type of funky, you know, um, 
rock and roll type of rock and roll bride type of client, you know, more quirky, then maybe you're not going to send that to Munaluchi, or maybe you're not going to send that mm -hmm. to inside weddings. You, you have to actually think about who your audience is and accept that and be mm -hmm. happy with that. There are a ton of people getting married that are not spending, you know, 500,000 right. and up. <laughs> there are a ton of people getting married that are just spending a hundred thousand between 75 mm -hmm. and a hundred thousand. That's a huge mm -hmm. market. Are you, are you attracting that one? Are you attracting people who are closer to the 35,000 range? Because that that's a huge mm -hmm. market as well. Whatever it is that market is for you, you have to accept that and you have to know exactly where you want to be right. featured. Then once you know where you want to be featured, take a look at what they publish. You know, I, f I feel like people don't, they don't, and maybe it's just this day and age, people aren't taking the time to do research. There's so much time yes. in the day. If people spent less time scrolling on Instagram, they could get a lot of work done. There's a lot of research that can be mm -hmm. done. You go to the blogs and the websites and the magazines that you want to be published in and study the heck out of them. What kind of content are they putting mm -hmm. out? Who are the people that are always getting featured? Maybe there's a reason those people are always getting mm -hmm. featured. Maybe they submit all the time. You'd be surprised how many people submit to us once in a whole mm. year. And then when they don't, when it doesn't get picked up, they, they get up, they get upset because of, of course, nobody wants to be rejected. But if you only, if you only sent it to send something to us once, what are your chances of getting right. picked up? You know, like you have to continuously submit. If this doesn't work out, you find out why it didn't work out and you try again. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be very discouraging to get rejected but at the end of the day the only way that you're going to get picked up is to keep and on more, doing yeah. it you know so i always start with the biggest thing for people is knowing where um what audience you're mm -hmm. trying to attract and then understanding what kind of work that that um publication actually publishes before yeah i love to do your research i think that's so vital because mm -hmm. people just like you said wake up and say oh, i have this wedding i'm going to send it to every publication out there which is, you know, if you haven't mm -hmm. done your research, mm -hmm. who they're targeted, like you said, those are so key and so helpful. Um, okay. But I think there's also some people mm -hmm. are just lazy to do it. They just, well, if I send it in, maybe they'll take it. But yeah. like, we got to do the work. We got to do the research. So I'd love that. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. What do you look for in a submission? So when you see an album, like first reactions, like yes or no, automatically, mm -hmm. do you know you don't want it? Or like, what do you look for? Yeah, there are some there are some that well, there are many that come in that we know right off the bat this is not gonna work out. Um, I'll tell you what, one of the biggest things, pet peeves for me is people not following instructions. So if we have a simple submission form and we say give us a gallery of like up to a hundred images or something, and you send a gallery on Smug Mug with one thousand pictures, we're not even looking at it. It's an automatic mm -hmm. skip because the time it takes to go through one thousand images <laughs> Usually, if you're sending a gallery of a thousand images, it's going to be like a hundred of people dancing. We don't publish pictures of people right. dancing. That's just not our brand. It doesn't do anything for our audience. They don't care. So obviously, you have not taken the time to do the mm -hmm. research and you're not respecting our time, mm. you know? So the biggest pet peeve is people not following instructions. Um, oftentimes... People, when it comes to um, submissions, the first thing that we look at with every submission that comes in, whether it's coming through the Coterie portal or coming through our general box, we always look at it for print first. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we're going to say is, is this good enough to go into print? 
if it is good enough to go into print, it'll get queued on a list for review. And the reason we have to do that is before we can accept something for print, normally we have to look at the full, the entire work of what's going to go in that magazine. Because there was a time where we were getting like all purple weddings. Everything was purple, 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 purple. We can't have a whole magazine of purple weddings. <laughs> there was that thing so, of purple weddings. So You're so if, right. Like I feel like everything I'm was purple you, like, and gold. Everything was purple and it was like purple and it was at the Biltmore <laughs> in Atlanta. It was just so many. So you get to a point where it's like, they're and they're all fantastic, like fantastically photographed, gorgeous details. But how many purple weddings mm. can you really show in a publication that maybe is going to showcase mm -hmm. 10 weddings tops? So sometimes your work is really, really good enough to go into print, but maybe the time that you sent it in, it just didn't make the cut because we had so much of the mm -hmm. same thing, you know? Um, and that's as, as it pertains to weddings. As it pertains to styled shoots, we do publish styled shoots, but because a styled shoot is a controlled environment, I'm expecting people to really go all mm -hmm. out with creativity. Like you can't, you can't send me a styled shoot that is something that's totally overdone, or maybe your tablescape has like one or two candles in the middle and, you know, the tableware is not set properly, you know, like people do that too. Like you'll have the knife in the wrong mm -hmm. place, the fork and little things like that. I, we can't accept it because this, it was a controlled environment. So you had everything in your control and you had, you were able to plan it out and you should have planned it out better. We're not going to publish, publish yeah. things like that. Um, sometimes with, um, with getting published, like at least within the coterie, there are people who will present an idea, um, you know, send me a mood board and I'll kind of take a look and say, yeah, well, this, this is really cool. I haven't seen this angle before. Why don't you go for it? This I was just going to publish and we never guarantee anything until we, yeah, we never guarantee until we get the photos, but oftentimes we'll, we'll take a look at a mood board and say like, this mm -hmm. is good, you know? Um, this is something that we want. Or sometimes I'll ask someone like, can you produce a shoot with X, Y, Z? Because there's a concept I'm looking for to publish in, in an upcoming. Right. Magazine. So you highly recommend if you have an idea, figure out, do your research and then reach out to the, to the magazine and ask if they would be interested mm -hmm. in that idea before you actually go money and put the shoot together. Yeah. But also you have to pay attention to detail and do it well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have, if you have access to us because you're an advertiser, that's something that we will always take a look mm. at and give you feedback mm. on. Now, if you're not an advertiser, then we we just don't have enough time in a day to go through everybody's concepts, but um, it's something that we will do for um, people that advertise with us because, you know, we'll, we'll take the time out and say, okay, this sounds good. Or you know, maybe you should try this or the fashion isn't really up to par. Mm -hmm. Why don't you hook up with this stylist or hook up with this um, bridal salon? We'll give you a letter of recommendation, you know, so on and so forth. And that, that kind of elevates the shoot. Right. So that actually great point. And I want to talk about the, the couture membership. So I think a lot of people don't mm -hmm. understand the value in, in that okay. because I feel like we they need these resources. Like you just said, if you have a style shoe, they reach out as a member, you're going to say, hey, connect with A, B, C, D members and you guys knock it out. You have a better mm -hmm. shot of getting your work published than if you weren't. So it's actually a good investment, right? To be a member. So mm -hmm. Talk mm -hmm. a little bit about your membership and sure. how that came about and that process and so on. 
Sure. Well, the, the coterie membership and the coterie is, is like a French word described as a small group of people that have a common interest. And that's what we felt the, um, you know, the collective was. It's just we're already a niche group and now we're trying to bring people together with a common interest to elevate all of their brands. So the thing about the coterie is not just um, it's not just like a wedding wire or the knot where you sign up and, you know, you have a profile. We have that part and we have the lead matching and, you know, people that are filling out leads on our website. Like today we had six that came wow. in. So brides that are like, I'm getting married in 2021 and I'm looking for a, a hairstylist. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but we have that because the brides are on our website every day and they're looking mm. for that. But it's the it's the network, too. Um, you know, you're you're as good as your network, you know. Um, you're as good as the company that you keep. Mm. And oftentimes people, when we first started the Coterie, I remember there were, there were certain cities where we had Coterie members who had never met one another. Like you're in the same city wow. and you're in the same industry and you've never met. Um, we need to bring you together so you can start meeting and networking and collaborating and, you know, doing things together. So a lot of it is also that it's the relationships. It's, it's the work that you actually put into it. It's the commitment to uplifting the community, you know, and the positivity. Mm. Um, a lot of that is centered around the coterie. And then we do, you know, there's a number of things we do throughout the year, like the serenade that we do, that's basically our date night that coterie members actually put together for actual couples that are getting married yeah, um, and haven't, haven't booked vendors yet. And every, every time we do serenade, and we have our coterie members participate, you know, and give these couples this experience. These couples end up booking the people who put the experience together. Mm -hmm. So it's like a direct, you know, it's a direct link to someone who can potentially be your customer. And worst case scenario, even if you don't book them, we're basically curating a style shoot for you that's going to get published. Right. So then you still get the visibility anyway from it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a number of things like that. Then we have um, the networking that we do, we have the, the conference that we're doing, we have the, uh, discounted pricing on the different advertising and things. We have the moon and love affair that we're doing, um, throughout the year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so much more than just, um, having yeah. a list. It's, I love the, um, it's also the community. Love the sense <laughs> of community. I love, and what you, you're giving people is access to things that ideally they have no clue where to go or, you know, who to network. I know right, a lot of right. people I've met. I met a lot, like a lot of great relationships I have now was through the retreat. Like I met mm -hmm. Mark Wilson last year and mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. my work husband. I met Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I've met, I've connected right. more with Nana. Like I've met so many amazing people, Tristan, mm -hmm. um, Yami, right? right? There are all these amazing mm -hmm. creatives that I've seen on social media and we've all connected, but we never really met because we're mm -hmm. not in the same and yeah. when do we really cross paths in person? But through the connection, yeah. like when we did, you know, Lovey's Wedding, for example, we were able to work mm -hmm. together. Kesha came and slayed. I mean, slayed. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes I mean, she did. <laughs> uh, Pantora. Like, you know, these are people that ideally mm -hmm. are in New York and, you know, there's different places all over. And we, you know, so that just kind of connected us and we've all stayed in touch. So that sense of community and, and access to, to so much mm -hmm. alone is worth way more. And, and the membership is so affordable. So 
you know, it's something I'm like, people are like, oh, how do I hide away? I'm like, well, go, go get some education, go connect. Pay for right. something that right. actually is of value and stop wasting money on things that don't even matter. Um, right. Part exactly. Of your, your, exactly. Your I mean, we, we tell people that we, you know, we're like an extension of your marketing. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're going to pay for marketing, getting a membership gives you so much more than just being listed on a website or being inside of a group, you know, you get, you get, um, access to us, you get access to, um, our insight, our experience for 10 years in this industry. Um, there was a time we did, um, we had this, we had Dimitri on the cover. She was on a show called blood, sweat and heels. And, you know, we had an opportunity to do a photo shoot with her and then Bravo wanted to tape it. And we brought in we brought in coterie members for that episode, you know, we're like, Hey, you come do the cake, you come bring your gown. We, you know, Pantora ended up booking. Um, well, Demetria ended up booking Pantora because of that photo shoot wow. to do her actual wedding dress. I mean so at the end of the day, we'll give you the access and put you in the room. What happens from there is totally up to you. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, I lost that last part. Repeat. I said, we'll give you the access and put you in the room. And what happens from there is totally up to you. Now you have to do the work. You have to be the, the, yeah. the business owner that you should be and, and work it. But like you said, you open the door, right. put you in that space, and yeah. you have to do the work. Um, and that's another, yeah. a place where people don't want to do the work again. It's like, okay, we can't do everything for you. But you've get, anything, right. you've created access, and that's great. But I also love the opportunity of so many more, like in September... We did the cover shoot. Hey, mm -hmm. um, yay! That was so so <laughs> was fun, <laughs> and it was fun, more fun because you came to my city, and we're able to have the office, did. you know, spend time and like kind of brainstorm a little bit. And I love that every time you meet, I'm like, hey, Jackie, so what do you think about this idea, real quick? And you're like, you should do this, <laughs> right? Because you're always <laughs> launching something. something I'm a, you know, I can't, I can't help it. Uh, but I'm oh, again okay. pivoting. Um, but I, yes, I tried it, exactly. but this, that shoot was so fun. And that opportunity to do a cover shoot and work with all these amazing mm -hmm. people was, you know, again, it's not just about a listing. There were so many opportunities. It's not even about getting featured. It's just being able to do mm -hmm. these things that typically would be a lot more difficult on your own. Um, right, you know? right, right, right. And we always try to give different people opportunities, like, you know, the hairstylist that we brought in from New York and, um, the makeup artist that came from New Jersey Amazing. and, you know, okay, you're going to come to Chicago and we're going to do this shoe and we're going to kill it and it's going to be fantastic. But at the end of the day, they've built new relationships and, you know, like if Lovey's in New York, she's going to mm -hmm. call um, mm -hmm. Tanika, you know, she's going to call mm -hmm. Felicia. She's going to be like, I can recommend them to somebody. So you, you just, people that you come across in your life, never underestimate them because you never know what they can do for you mm. in the future. You have no idea what uh, doing makeup for lovey at a, at a cover shoot can do for you in the future. You don't know what that mm. connection is going to get you. You don't know what the connection in the room, you don't know if, if Akeshi is going to bring you into something in the mm -hmm. future or, you know, vice versa. I, I always tell people treat everyone like they're a celebrity because you just don't mm -hmm. know what kind of opportunity they're going to stumble on and how it's going to affect mm -hmm. your life in a positive way. If you are good yeah. to them. I love it. Um, so uh, with Moon, I know there's Moon, Moonamami, Moon Lifestyle. Yes. 
Monologue affair. <laughs> Retreat. Mm-hmm. Kid. Yes. Husband. Me. <laughs> you. <laughs> how do you how do you balance us all? Like how do you do it all? Like and you're so you have this sense of life of calm. I told you I think I told you like a few weeks ago, I'm like, this is your tone is mm-hmm. always this sweet, like I'm like, do you get mad and say like, oh, I'm so mad at you today? So I'm like <laughs> I get mad. Yeah, yeah. I do. I get quite <laughs> Go ahead, mad though. <laughs> but how do you how do you say balance? How do you how do you do it all? Like I want I want to know. I'm sure people want to know too. Well, I I always say there's no such thing as balance, you know, because my life is not balanced. My life is just um I just manage it, you know. You kind of you kind of go with the flow. Um, there's, there's a ton, I, as you know, like to even to get this appointment, there's so much going mm-hmm. on, like, um, so much going on, but the only thing I can do is just to set my priorities. Like, okay, you know what? These are the things I must accomplish this week and I can accomplish those things this week and I can still get other things done, but these ones are on the top of the list and I must get these things done. And then making sure that I also, if I'm doing all this work and the same thing with Chike, we're doing all this work for the industry. We have to also do work for the family Mm. as well. You know, uh, working as a husband and wife team, as you know, it can have its ups and downs. It can be devastating Mm. too, if you're not, if you're not Mm -hmm. careful. Um, So as much as I can put in work for the business, I can put in work for my family. And when I put in work for my family and I'm going to, you know, like after this, I'm going to go to my youngest one's basketball practice. And then, you know, like there's so much, then my other one's having a sleepover tonight. There's a lot going on, but because I make sure I dedicate time to my family, that's why I can really go hard for the industry without guilt. You know, I feel like I'm balancing it out in the best way that I know how I'm giving here and I'm also giving here and I'm making it all work out. I mean, there's always going to be something that gets, you know, that gets missed and, you know, something that you kind of, Ooh, I should have done that. Or I don't beat myself up Mm. over it. You know, I've learned, I've learned nobody's perfect. I can't beat myself up over things that I miss. If I focus my energy on, man, I didn't get that done. Then I won't get anything done. You know, the only thing I can do is it's like, I tell my kids, okay, fine. Maybe you just got a turnover next play. Like work on, focus on the next play, focus on the next play. Like, what are you going to do next? Maybe you go steal the ball, get it back. What is the next play? So if I drop the ball on something, yeah. Okay, fine, man. I messed up. That was horrible. Blah, blah, blah. But you know what? What's my next play? What, what's next? What am I going to do to make up for it? Right. So don't do all just move on to the next thing. (laughs) You, you have to, I'm telling you, you have to, because if you don't, you get stuck in this spiral of of guilt and, and shame and, um, you know, feeling unaccomplished. And when you get into that, when you get into that spiral as an entrepreneur, it can be a very dangerous place. Mm. You have to constantly pat yourself in the, on the back as an entrepreneur and, and lift yourself up. It's like, we're, we're crazy. That's why they say entrepreneurs are crazy because you're constantly playing a mind game with yourself. Like, no, no, I'm good. good. No, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. Oh, wait, this person just did this. No, no, no. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Like it is yeah. what it is. That's, that's kind of, that's what you go through. True. But if you don't, if you don't find a way to keep yourself positive, 
then you end up spiraling down. And part of how I yeah. keep myself is, you know, I like to watch my shows on Netflix with my little blanket and I'm content. Like those little simple things, my little glass of wine here and there, and I'm content. Like I'm good yeah. with that stuff. And then I can go hard every mm, day. I love that. Okay. So what are you most proud of? Hmm. What am I most proud of in business, in life? In, um, in general, if you think of one thing you like, it, in the end, after everything, what are you most proud of that you've done? You know, I'm, I'm proud that I believed in myself enough to, to totally transform my life and my lifestyle and you know what the life of my children is going to be in the future you know there i had you know you get to a point in a road and it it goes into three different directions and you're like which way do i go mm. do i go in this direction where my parents are like this is what you should do do i go in that direction where i feel like there's a passion there do i go this way who am i going with you know it can be extremely difficult but whichever direction that you go should be a place where you feel proud you feel like i'm gonna own mm. this you know i did this decision on my own i thought it out i felt like it was the right thing to do um and you own it throughout the way and you make it work yeah. you know what i'm saying so i feel i feel good that i mean honestly when i left my job it my mom didn't know my parents didn't know for six months and the only reason they knew is because my brother told no. me like hey by the way jackie quit her job what she quit her job to go. Right, right, right. Said, oh, God, here we go. Here oh, we go. Magazine. Magazine. Hey. I said, okay. <laughs> and then they go, how much are, so, How much is that going to bring you? You know, it's like. I, man, they were. When I say my mom was, was stressed, like, this is oh, it. My only right, girl. Oh. You know, I'm the only girl. I have three brothers. So they're like, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe this is how she turned out. <laughs> She left her job and she's going to go and do oh magazine. My hey, my life has ended, you know, but I feel, I feel proud that I was able to say, look, I'm going to, this is what I want to do. Don't worry. You'll see. And now everywhere, my mom has every single copy. Right? She calls me from work like, ah, ah, this lady is, yeah. She my daughter. To you, right, eh? to I said, okay, yeah. thanks. Put her on the phone, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just. It, it makes me proud because I can be extreme. Like I said, I can be an overthinker, extremely analytical. And, you know, sometimes you get into a, a mode or some people get into a mode where they're trying to do what they feel other people mm. want them to do. And they don't follow yeah, their passions because of that. You know, there are people that are at their full-time jobs, which I'm not even knocking. I feel like if you need to have a job, do what you need to do, get that mm. paycheck. Cause that is a luxury to have a paycheck mm -hmm. every two weeks. Get your paycheck and get your business together and get yourself ready and get your confidence level up so that when you're ready to do it full time, you can do it with mm -hmm. no regrets because it's not it's not an easy mm -hmm. rodeo. But, um, you know, a lot of people have passions that they aren't following because they don't have the support system behind or, you know, the strength to just yeah. to just go for yeah. it and do it. Um, fear. That's another thing, too. Or just like something. Mm -hmm. One thing happens, you quit. So, okay, that's it. Well, if it were right. easy, everybody would be yeah. doing it. Um, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So what's next for Manolucci? So what's next for Manolucci? Well, we're about to hit our 10 years Amazing. of being in business. Wow. 
which is ridiculous. I can't, I just can't believe it's like yeah. crazy. 10 years. That's sick. Um, you know, I've been playing back the past few days, like what everything that has happened in the past 10 years. And it's like, when I line it up and I kind of list it out, there's just so many things that have happened and so many things that have mm. changed and, you know, so much rapid growth for the multicultural industry. And I've, I've always said, like when I did my TED talk back in 2011, I said, we, we will get to a point where having a multicultural wedding magazine is not a big deal. And that's a good point to get to because that means that diversity has exploded, you know, and it's not, it's no longer a niche. It is, it is becoming the norm. Um, and I feel like, you know, we're at the point where there's so many publications and there's so many blogs and there's so many Instagram accounts and, and groups that are all highlighting, you know, multicultural wedding industry and diversity. And that, that was the goal. And it's the good thing It's it's now a matter of how do we, how do we take all of that energy and bring it all together and be a major mm. force? You know what I'm saying? Like a major force, because this is not about us anymore. This is about the generation that's coming after us and the right. one after them. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, you know, we're getting up there mm -hmm. in age. So we have to start thinking about what are we building collectively as a group of people that can sustain our people yeah. for the future. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this has just been a lot, but you know, we're, we, we have our coterie retreat that's going to be coming up in December. We're going to be in our seventh Where are we year. going? So, well, <laughs> I can't tell you. I know, I know, I think I know, but so when, when do we find I out? Mean, a lot of people think they know, but I just, <laughs> you know, um, sometimes we think we know, no, let me just stop, but no, we're actually going to be announcing it probably in another 10 days. We're going to. We'll start putting out some little hints here and there, but it will be nice and it'll be fun. Um, the the Munaluchi, um, the issue that we shot is actually going to be shipping um, in the next 10 days or so. So we're so excited for people to get that. cover was fire. Oh, Broke my, my Instagram. Gosh, I mean, like, it was, it was like... amazing. <laughs> just, just, and I was so proud to, and maybe because now I actually saw how, how yeah, yeah. like it was I had to like oh my god right. wait what and look at her badass <laughs> like she looked amazing I'm just, telling, it was just it was fire how it all came it was really random too it was like yeah let's get, let's get a let's oh get my a head wrap and tie the head wrap and then Kesha came with this black background that came out of nowhere in the room and it was like yeah I'm gonna hey. put her against that and then you know Laurie Bride with that custom gown that she so made good. and then the stylist with the big hoop oh, earring, so it was, good. it was sick. And then when that, when that picture, when we started looking at the pictures, um, there are so many gorgeous ones that, that would have equally have been amazing on the cover, but we we're like this one with the head wrap and the black background, beautiful brown skin, bold red lip. Gorgeous. Like this says everything that we're talking yeah, about right love now. Love is my boo. And she, yeah. she was, I mean, but the whole process was so, it didn't even feel like we were working. Like we we're just having. Yeah, we had too much fun <laughs> you promised me cocktails and then disappeared but it's okay uh you're like we're gonna have Oops. dinner and have drinks and ja i was like jackie hello we were supposed to but i didn't know about this that traffic in chicago i'm like wait you're where How yeah but i that? think in the end oh. we're like we're tired we're just gonna go yeah but it, it was, was a long good. day it was so mm -hmm. good and um and i love how lovey was just chill she was just like okay 
and everyone was on board um everyone had the same level what i i did notice the same level of respect for each other it wasn't divas yeah there were no no there was no diva there was no No. me 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 and there was no drama it was just all good and everyone left and that's what happens when we do that the result is fantastic absolutely thank you for having my team and i being part of that um it was just so so i I can't even i can't wait to say the issue i'm like dying yeah i can't wait he would literally collect everything i'm like please give it back i only have like she was like can i have it i can't do what like she takes like Like, she took my work pens because i have pens in the office that say cash event she goes great souvenirs i'm like so when you take this back to nigeria what are your friends gonna do with the cash events pen she was like she took like 100 pens i was like woman just like oh these are nice I'm like, and then you're just gonna pass her around. So she's so cute. cute. And then we were doing this out shoot, and she was like, "Let's, let's take a picture." And then she told, she was like, "Make sure it's even on the other side." And I told my team, I said, "You see where I get it from?" Oh yeah. my god! And then they were like, "Oh, like yeah." She was like, "Make sure it's even on the other side." I'm like, "Oh oh!" It hit me. I'm like, "That's where I get it from." Oh, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But uh, you know, I'm sure your your family and your parents, your mom, they must be so proud to just see all that yeah. you're doing the changes the impact mm-hmm. you know um right. that you're making even the ones you're not aware of um the confidence mm-hmm. that you're giving every mm-hmm. black girl black guy out there a black person that says mm-hmm. come out you too can shine like you know there's space right. for everyone Absolutely. you you are also talented and i think that's the message that i got because i started where it was like uh, i I have passion <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a style, <laughs> but sometimes you, you yeah. talk, like you said, we have conversations in our head. I talk myself in, into it, tuck myself out of it. And just right. knowing that there's exactly. a place out there that can give you that boost, that lift, um, a, a, a yeah. place like where you can say, I have an idea and they'll go, okay, connect with this and this. Like, it's just this community. Mm-hmm. It's beyond, um, and it's so it's it's humble of you to say it's not you don't want to pat on the back, but you you guys absolutely deserve it. Um, and like I said, getting enough Aww. credit. Yeah, I know absolutely <laughs> what you're doing. Like you said, setting up for the next generation. But knowing that you actually started this has to be mm-hmm. you have to go in your car and, and cry sometimes. <laughs> like I'm doing, <laughs> which is okay. You know, celebrate however you want. But it's that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, final few questions. Thank you. I have to bring you back for part two because we have so much to talk about. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I can go no, on. No, for this hours. is so good, and people need to know this. Okay, so final few questions. If you mm-hmm. could have lunch with anyone, who would it be besides me? <laughs> besides you, um, if I could have lunch, maybe Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding, but I do love Mary J. Blige. Go, Mary. If I can have lunch with probably Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. Mm. She's like my friend in my head. She's your friend in your head. <laughs> I probably Yeah, I would have lunch okay. with her. I would have lunch And with if her. you could ask her one question, what would it be? Oh. Um one question for Brene Brown. 
I mean, I I probably would ask her if she could um if she could evaluate how I'm operating in a space that that didn't exist that you know I'm kind of responsible for and what bravery to her for me looks wow. like. That's a industry. great question. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that's what I well, I'm gonna call her. her and tell her to call you. <laughs> oh really? Okay, it's just like that. I'm like my my friend Jackie has a oh, question. Oh, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Okay, how can I, how can our listeners find you? You can find us on our website. That's MunaLuchiBridal.com. You can find us on Instagram. We are at MunaLuchiBride on Instagram, and. From that Instagram, you'll see a link to our Muna Mommy Instagram and our Coterie Retreat Instagram. Um, and you kind of can stay up to date with all the things that we're doing if you click the link in our bio and sign up for our newsletter list. Because we do have some new things that we'll be launching in 2020 um, as far as our network is involved in our community. Um, and we definitely want to keep you up to date on that. So definitely join our newsletter so you can stay up to date on everything. That's Amazing. Happening. Jackie. Thank, oh, thank you. you. So before we go, I just want to take this time to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you for what you've oh. created, your generosity and all that you continue to do. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for that. And Thanks for having me on your podcast. This was yeah, a lot this of fun. is so good. Thank you so much. And I will be bugging you soon. Okay, no problem. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> Talk <laughs> okay, to you bye later. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, share with your friends and tag me on Instagram at Cash Events. Before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our Creative Corner members. Shout out to Viola Jane Baptiste of Dream Wedding and Event. I've been educating creative entrepreneurs on how they can be the best they can be. That is why I created Creatives Corner, a monthly business online membership specifically curated for event planners and floral and event designers. I created this platform because I wish I had something like this when I first launched my business. If you're not a member of this amazing community, you can join now by visiting thekeshexperience.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please check out the show notes for more information. I appreciate you sharing this hour with me. Remember to do something great today. See you next week.